Hello. <laughs> I feel so out of practice. Welcome to Fresh Baked Bread. I have just come back from a couple month long hiatus, but it has been a wild time in my life um, this past year. And so without making excuses, I'm making excuses. I'm sorry. But I'm coming back and now that things are dying down, I have the opportunity to shift some more focus onto this aspect of my life and this hobby of mine, which is really cool and definitely ties into what we're talking about today, which may seem a little bit confusing, but trust me, by the end of this, you will understand. I have been away for a little bit, but now... I'm back in New Zealand. I can definitely feel my Kiwi accent coming back a little bit. I was definitely mimicking um, some people that I was around, like in London. I was trying out a bit of a, um, a UK accent there for a while, but it didn't really work because I'm not very good at faking anything. But yeah, I'm home in New Zealand now. I've seen my family, my dog, caught up with everyone, and it's really nice. But where have I been? Where have me and Jasmine been? These past couple months, why I had to take a bit of a break was I was focusing on a company that I started called Virtual Wing Women, which is kind of where we have rebranded Fresh Baked Bread a little bit. So that's why the cover changed and now it says a Virtual Wing Woman production because everything goes to the company now. Weird. <laughs> it's so weird. But yeah, I'm loving it and it's pretty cool. There's going to be a lot more coming out about how to start a company and how we did it really. Because honestly, if me and Jasmine can do it, you can do it too. What are we talking about today? So I wrote this yesterday before going to a family barbecue and I was just like really in the mood to get everything out these ideas that I've had kind of brewing in my brain as I've been away all amalgamated into this story or not really this story but more so this epiphany that I've been able to articulate into a story for you so we're going to talk a little bit about why I think you're not supposed to find yourself but you're supposed to build yourself it sounds a little bit strange but just hear me out we're going to use the analogy of Lego in this because I do like to tie things back to my childhood all the time. And I was a Lego Friends girly. I loved Lego Friends. I think my character was Olivia, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was Olivia. Even though I do not look like Olivia at all, I've got blonde hair and it's pin straight and Olivia's got curly brown hair. So I don't know where I was with that. I was also Cleo from like Makeup Mermaids. Out of me and my friends, I was Cleo, but I don't look anything like Cleo, so it was very fucking confusing. Anyways, um, as we have touched on throughout the life of this podcast, this past year has been huge for me mentally, and a friend of mine shared a statistic about the relationship between mental health decline and major life changes. It's said that on average, humans can only handle around two 
maximum major life changes a year. And these changes or events include the loss of a job, moving house, loss of a loved one, and change of environment. And all of these I have experienced within the last 10 months alone. Some more than once. Yes, I chose to make some of these changes within my life, but I really didn't know at the time the effect that these decisions would have on my mental health. I was kind of doing a lot of them for external gratification or someone to say, I'm proud of you, you're doing good. And that was a big driver for this change in my life. But I really didn't understand the consequences of my actions when it comes to putting myself in situations that was, for lack of a better wording, way too many fucking changes in one go. So earlier this year, I got fed up with the state of my brain and pretending I was okay because I really was not. And so I began trying to find myself in the outside world. So I was in Germany at the time and on the outside looking in, my life looked great, so amazing. But on the inside, my brain was a mess. I was trying to find what I wanted to become or my next goals by chasing, traveling or looking at the lives of people around me. And I like still do this all the time. So I'm not perfect. I don't think anyone's perfect, but I know that I definitely am not. I've still got a lot of growing and learning to do, but I'm getting better and more mindful of this habit. And this habit is chasing external things, chasing another change, chasing gratification from people around me without focusing on what I actually want. But it's kind of difficult to identify because at times it feels like, you know, at times it felt like I was just trying to find what I wanted, what I actually wanted to do, where I wanted to go, where I wanted to take this phase of my life. But I was chasing things on the outside and ignoring this feeling that I had inside my brain, this emptiness. But what I learned is that a way out is to start looking at my life differently. And how I've started looking at every single minute part of my day it's like a Lego brick game. You may need to hold on a minute because I'm about to drop some real knowledge onto your head, but it does take some explaining as all things do with, with me because I like words and I like explaining and I like talking. And you can probably tell by the sound of my voice because I talk a lot and so it's very raspy and very overworked and a little bit tired. To all the people who say that they like the sound of my voice, it's just because I talk too much. So in the past, I've been a very esoteric person by nature. I've almost lacked mental direction because I used to allow so many things inside my personal bubble. And your personal bubble is like your mental space because we all have so much computing power, right? So much time within our day. And what I mean by bubble is your day, your time. Things like unmoderated social media, TV every day, gossip and no routine really contributed to a feeling of lack of direction. And all of these factors that I've listed, I've kind of started to consume with moderation or at least look at more mindfully. 
And through this little change, it's really helped me become so much happier. So we're going to start off with the unmoderated social media side. And this was a huge issue for me. And sometimes it still is because once again, we're all only human and I'm not perfect. But I would go online to try and find some inspiration for where I wanted to go in my life. So it was with the intention of being productive or of trying to find what I want to do, where I wanted to go, a new side hustle, a new way to make money, a new career path. But all that left me with was a feeling of being drained and like a zombie. I was numb. Because if we expose ourselves to so many different things, if we expose our awareness to so many different things, we become scattered. There's no coherence. We can't focus on different things. It's like if you're jumping from startup to startup to startup, you're not seeing anything through for long enough to see if there is something viable there. If you start a company and after three weeks you see no growth and you jump to another company, then, you know, you're just creating an endless cycle of jumping from one thing to the next to try and find some kind of path. If you're going on a path and then circling back the moment that things feel tough or that excitement, that initial motivation drains down, then you're not sticking anything out for long enough to see if there's a reason to to keep going or maybe that could be your direction. And the reason why social media became an issue for me was because I was exposed to all of these different ways to make money, all of these different new cool things to try in my life that nothing was coherent. My focus wasn't channeled into anything because I was like, oh, well, this actually looks better. We may as well just start that. And then it was cycle repeat. And it does, I think, have to tie into another episode that we did to do with dopamine detoxing. And I filmed this back when I was in Germany, just after a trip to Barcelona. And it was just, they're intertwined, I think, because it's snap fast dopamine. You don't have to work for it if you're just starting something new that's exciting. Things aren't hard when you're starting something new because you haven't yet encountered the hard things of this new venture. But if you create a habit of jumping when the going gets tough, you're not going to stick anything out for long enough to see if there's some gold at the end of the journey, you know? You kind of got to hold on for a little bit, stay in the boat and keep paddling with your metaphorical what are they called oars or something that's probably the complete wrong word so if it is and I just said something that makes no sense don't tell me so much dopamine was released from my brain when looking at other people's highlight reels and this may not be the case for everyone but as someone with trauma and borderline personality disorder this comparison leads me to mental chaos and I know that not everyone will see the world the way that I do but I know that for my mental sanity I can't be exposed to all of these different what ifs all of these different paths because I will try and hop on that one instead of sticking something else out and so this is a behavior that I've learned to work with I can kind of look at it as though it's not a part of me but it's just something that I have like been inclined to do in the past this mental chaos 
was the same results from watching TV every day for me as well. Because even though I love my job, I would slave away, quote, slave away, working for a huge hit of dopamine at the end of the day in the form of an escape. Not to escape my reality, but more so to escape the feeling in my brain. And social media and TV became a distraction from this numb feeling and insecurity of trying to find myself, of trying to feel okay from something on the outside. So it was just a distraction from that feeling. And I really think that this whole thing boils down to a lack of feeling of control. I didn't feel like I had any say in what I was doing at the time because I was not confident in my capabilities. And this was because I lost stability from all of these changes in my life. I let parts of me fall away because I was chasing outside rather than inside, you know? This manifested as not putting down boundaries in my personal life as well. And people were walking all over me. And this is pretty recent and has been going on until recently. Over my little podcasting break, I really decided it's time to make change. And so I cut a fuck ton of people out of my life. Because I was being used and really hurt. Let me know if you want these stories. And some of them are very sad to say the least, and very traumatic, but also a lot of them are very funny. What helped with this change was building a routine to follow every single day. This gave me something to focus on rather than the worry of uncertainty. And when it comes to cutting people out of your life, there is a feeling of, quote, what if? What if I don't have this anymore because they aren't here? What if I lose this opportunity because this person isn't in my life? What if I lose this feeling that they once gave me because they're not in my life? But having a routine that I managed to build for myself gave me something to work on where I was relying on myself rather than someone else or something outside of me. This could arguably be called a distraction from the fear of losing them or the fear of putting down my boundaries. But I really think it was just something else to focus on that was from me something I could control and I can control me and my actions but I can't control what other people are doing I can't control that they don't want to treat me right neither can you you can't control that Susie down the road is talking smack about you what you can control is the work that you do you can control the the way that you react to what Susie's saying you can say oh well maybe she doesn't like me that much but that's okay I like me. And here are the things that I'm doing to boost my confidence, to look after me. This is autonomy. And autonomy builds confidence. Here we are coming up on the big final point of this story. Building. If you feel lost, out of control, or batshit terrified because of some traumatic events that have happened in your life, you need to take the reins and start building yourself like Lego. The amount of trauma I've experienced in recent years has triggered my BPD. This is something I own because I can work with it. This change in perspective has really helped me get back on track with building my goals because I feel like I am in control of my own life. I feel free and like I have autonomy because I'm owning my shit and not relying on anyone else. The how-to and takeaways from this story. What I'm really trying to express is that 
If you are someone like me, and you felt lost, out of control, or like you lack direction, the best advice I have for you is to start small. Let's begin with creating a morning routine for this week. Now I know you have work, and I know you have exams, and I know you have plans with your friends, but we're going to make this really, really easy for you to follow and adapt to. Actually, let's wear this differently. You don't need to adapt to this routine. You adapt this routine to work for you. You're building habits that are looking after you because you can control them. These habits are going to prove to you that you look after yourself. You have control over your life. It's the little things that we can build on. So now we're laying the foundations. Let's start with when you first wake up. Don't snooze your alarm. Please do not snooze your alarm. A tip I have for you, one that I did this morning, to get out of bed straight away is literally pull yourself onto the floor. Slither out of bed like a little snake and fall on the floor. And what this does is it's a change in temperature, so change in environment, and it really makes you wake up. And then you're also on the floor, so it's a little bit uncomfortable. You're not going to go back to sleep there. Next, please don't instantaneously go on your phone. Instead... Reach for a glass of water that the night before you put there for yourself with intention. For this time, you now, the morning after you put the water there, you're drinking that water and you're doing yourself a favor. You're rehydrating your body and know that as you're drinking it. And you can stop here if you want. If you have to get up and go to work, that is all you have to do. It's literally what? Two minutes. Two minutes. And that is That is the bare bloody minimum. And as I said, we can stop here if you haven't any more time to spare. But if you do, why don't we try and get outside and follow what Mr. Huberman says by getting some morning sunlight in from a little morning walk. During this walk, you could listen to a podcast or some music or just enjoy the environment that you're in. But if you're in like a really loud city... I'd recommend putting in some music or something because it can be very overstimulating getting outside straight away and there's just all of these like people, cars honking, it can be a lot. But even if it's five minutes or ten minutes, just a little walk to get some sunlight in without sunglasses, but don't you don't need to look directly at the sun. And when you get back, even if when you're walking out the door you really didn't want to, when you get back, you're going to feel so much better so much better about yourself because it's not necessarily the fact that these habits that we're building are really good for you it's the fact that you're doing something to try and look after yourself and that is a flex what we're doing with these habits is we're building a life that we like we're building a metaphorical lego house to our design if you liked this episode please give fresh baked bread a rating i love you and we'll talk next time